get ready to take your branding to the next level. This is Million Dollar Branders. We know what it takes to build million dollar brands because we live it and breathe it. And now we're sharing our tips and success secrets with you. Here's your host, Justine Pogroski. Guys, I have to first just say, being a member of the Go Hold My Hand community, like I'm lit, I'm getting teary right now and I'm really talking from my heart. Coach Stormy, I am such a fan. It's just funny because you said, I didn't know it was you, but you realize that my photo has been like stalking you around social media and I've just learned so much from you. But I'm honestly getting teary because I am such a fan. Um, you like, I just, I just want to go like, oh my God, Coach Stormy, but you've changed my life. Like when I say changed my life, Every single morning I do your meditations. Like I go to sleep listening to your meditations all the way from Sydney, Australia. Um, as I said, I immigrated from South Africa when I was 12 years old. And I, I just resonate with your journey and your strength and tenacity so much. And I literally, I just, I'm beyond honored to have you on my show, um, the Million Dollar Branders podcast. I've been following you for about like years now. Actually, my mentor, Mr. Renee Godfrey, um, and he's he's actually my speaking coach, put me on to you. And he was like, you you have to watch this lady because she is a force to be reckoned with. And you are, you are beyond words. I mean, your energy, as I said, I can feel it from here. It is so freaking powerful. And um, you're literally one of my biggest heroes. And I know that your time is so precious. I know that you're healing. And I, I just respect so much that you are giving up your time. And so many people wanted to listen to this and watch this live. And I think it's just so much more in the moment because that is your essence. Like you are a go live type of person. So I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. But um, I just thank you for your energy. Thank you for all that you're doing in the world. Keep talking, keep talking. Oh, okay. We're just talking. This is okay, perfect. Um, so guys, for those of you who have not heard about Coach Stormy, she is known worldwide as Coach Stormy, but her fame and fortune has earned her multi-level, in her fame and fortune in multi-level marketing has literally been an empire. She's been in direct sales. She's used her wealth and influence to fuel her purpose and help thousands of women embrace their authentic selves. Um, you've got the thousand families, the awakening. We're going to go into all of this, but she's not your average motivational speaker. I will say this, like I've, I've seen you speak at so many events. It's like bombs dropping when you walk onto the stage, you, your nature, your authenticity is just incredible. But um, I, I, you, I'm not going to say you're the most impactful black woman to create new life. And I'm going to say you're one of the most impactful women to ever walk the earth. And I know you love Oprah, but I think that she's got something. She needs to watch her back with you because I think you're, you're setting new terrains in the world and, um, you're the highest paid network marketer in health and wellness. You're one of the largest meditate. You've got one of the largest meditation communities for colored women. You've coached 42 families into becoming seven figure earners. I know that it's much more than that, but, um, and I know your mission is to help women become the highest and best versions of themselves. You're doing this every single day and just by knowing themselves, loving themselves and embracing themselves and I know you say there's nothing you can't do and no one you can't be. And my belief is the same. And I totally resonate with you. But 
Coach Stormy, you were born in New York, you moved to San Francisco and eventually rooted and raised in Miami, Florida. And I know your journey was far from easy. You came from very humble beginnings, but for people that are watching this on a global scale or listening to this, I really want them to understand your trials, your tribulations. Can you tell us a little bit about your humble beginnings, where you started, how you grew up? Because I just think you are so inspirational. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for having me uh, on this show. You know, one of the things that I that I speak is that I am a, a loving, world-renowned motivator. And so to be in Australia and in South Africa and with you, <laughs> it lets me just know that everything I speak, you know, I'm going to see. You know, I believe that you say you say what you want until you see what you spoke. And so I'm wow. grateful for you, just as grateful as you are for me. So, well, I will tell you this. I'm, I'm so grateful that, you know, how we start is not how we have to finish because uh, my story is very, 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 very different. Um, I don't call it really difficult because if it was difficult, I wouldn't be here. So I believe that it was all a part of, of my process and me becoming who I am today. But I, I grew up in very uh, interesting times. My mom was um, actually on the way to having an abortion with me. My mom didn't even want to have me. Uh, my mom was in the streets, you know, selling drugs. And so she didn't have time to have kids. And so by the time my mom found out she was pregnant with me, she wanted to have an abortion with me. So that's one of the parts of my story that a lot of people don't know about. But my mom was actually literally on the way to the abortion clinic and my dad stepped in. And by the time he finished with her, the, the doctor told her that because she came late to her appointment, my mom was five months pregnant when she wanted to have an abortion with me. And so it didn't happen. And I, I truly believe that we are hearing things as we're in the womb. And so, um, you know, that's not really something that we hear a lot about, but I believe that I heard a lot of that. So I grew up without a lot of love. Uh, my mom wasn't there and, um, my mom spent time in prison. My dad, I, I still don't really know where my dad was to this very day, but I know my mom was a very strong woman and she like pushed my dad away. So when, when she would go to prison, cause she sold drugs and she would get caught and different things would happen. And so when my mom would go to prison, she wouldn't call my dad for help. She would just let me go to foster care or let me stay with a friend. And so I went from pillar to post from, from the age of about seven years old to the age of about 14. Um, I lived with different people when my mom was away. When she'll come home, she'll always come and get us. So my mom was a very, very loving woman, very, very strong woman, but she had to figure out ways to survive. And her survival mode made her not really be able to be a mom. And so at a young age, I saw drugs. At a young age, I was in a foster care system. At a young age, um, I dealt with men trying to molest me, you know, and I had to figure out how to fight them off of me. At a young age, I had to figure out how to get food for myself. I had to figure things out. And it's funny because I really still to this day don't feel like it was that bad. You know, yeah, but when you hear the story, it was like, that was horrible. At 13 years old, I was in a strip club. Uh, my mom was, you know, off in Jamaica and she left us with her boyfriend and the water was off. And I went to a strip club and I ended up making the money to pay the water bill. And I was 13. So, you know, it just didn't seem that bad. I know to the average ear, it's like, that was horrible, but I'm grateful for all of those things that I experienced because, you know, it made me who I am today. I ended up having my first child at, at 15 years old. I dropped out of school in the ninth grade because I had to be a full-time mom. And, you know, I, that's when I ended up having to become a full-time dancer uh, to be able to just try to put the food on the table and keep the lights on for me and my son at the time. And so, you know, I finally, by the time I reached about about 18 years old, that's when I realized that, oh, my God, I'm like really a mom. Like I'm really a mom and I really have to have my own apartment. I have my own car. And so I grew up really, really, really fast. And I never ended up going back to school. I ended up going to get my GED. And so I was like a full time dancer until I had my daughter. 
up until the age of 19. When I gave birth to my daughter, Manaya, that's when I decided that I did not want to live that type of life because I did not want my daughter to emulate what I did. And so at 19 years old, I stopped being a stripper and um, me and her dad tried to raise a family. And so he ended up opening up a boutique and I ran his, his boutique. And that's when I really learned about real business. I learned about taxes and placing orders and having inventory and buying something for wholesale and selling it for retail and how to keep a store in order, and how to run a business. And so I really learned entrepreneurship uh, from running my, my, my daughter's father's store. And to kind of make a long story short, I ended up getting into network marketing. Once I moved, I moved to Atlanta from Miami. By the time I was about 27, um, I was literally living in Miami. And Miami is a beautiful, diverse place, but it's not really a lot of opportunities as, at the time back then for, yes. for Black people. You know, Latinos and, and Caucasian people were the successful ones. And so I ended up going to Atlanta, Freaknik. Like it was a big uh, uh, weekend called Freaknik in Atlanta. And I went to Atlanta. And when I went to Atlanta, I never saw that many Black people in my life. And so I felt like there was hope for me to be successful. They were riding around in Mercedes and Bentleys and and big Cadillac trucks. And it just blew my mind. And so I ended up, you know, I became a TSA agent. I used to work at the airport and I literally went AWOL on my job. I walked off of my job, packed up my 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 clothes and my shoes in a, in a little uh, BMW. And I moved to Atlanta, Georgia with one hundred and thirty five dollars worth wow. of nickels dimes to my name. And that's when I really emerged in the industry of network marketing and really pursued real entrepreneurship when I moved to Atlanta. Oh my gosh. Well, your journey has just been incredible. Like I'm sure people are watching this and listening to this, just going, wow. I like just tapping into this, but um, there's one thing that you said that is just truly beautiful. And, you know, it's something that I just resonate with so much. And I want people to hear this. You said, I live in principles. I believe in the laws of the land. I believe a man thinks in his heart. So is he. I believe that thoughts become things. The more you give, the more you receive. Givers gain. I believe, I, I love, I believe love thy neighbor, love thy mother and thy father. Love is the greatest power. Faith is power. I believe in the law of honor. Your life is a manifestation of those you choose to honor and those you choose to dishonor. So powerful. Did you ever have a day or an hour or a minute that you just wanted to throw in the towel to give up? And if so, how did you personally dig yourself out of that rut? Um, yes, I've, I've, I have days like that. Um, and I wouldn't say days. I have moments like that. Um, and how I dig myself out, I, I'm all I got. I don't have nobody that's going to come rescue me and take care of me and provide me with the quality of life that I have. Like, I like nice things. I like to be able to do what I want when I want. I believe that your most valuable asset is your time. And so if you don't have no money and you're at somebody else's, you know, um, back and call you in trouble. So I just love independence. I love freedom. I love being able to be the example for people. And so for me, I, I'm a person of integrity. I say what I mean and I mean what I say. And so it makes me feel good to live a life of integrity. So it's kind of hard. Uh, to go back on all the amazing things that I said. So I just speak the things that I want and now I have to live it out. So it's not it's not easy for me to get discouraged. I don't really get discouraged. I get I get frustrated. I get pissed off. I get mad if somebody, you know, I trusted them with a, a, a responsibility and they don't do it. 
But I just know that life is just designed to have challenges, but they are also designed to have, you know, life is designed to have solutions too. So I believe it's a solution to every problem. And so I just, I don't stay in the problem. I'm always looking for a solution because I believe that there is a solution to any problem. Oh, guys, do you feel Coach Stormy's energy? So amazing. And what was your turning point when you decided, you know, through all this stuff? And I don't, I'm not going to call it victim because it's not like you are totally not, but um, that you just wanted to fight to turn your life around, you know, like, can you describe that exact moment and what was going through your head? What factors or mindset shift contributed to your transformation? You know what? Um, I don't talk about it a lot, but my mom uh, went to prison when she was about um, 57 years old and um, she actually got caught selling drugs and um, somehow the neighbors and it was case that she ended up doing like three years. So my mom went to prison at 57, 58, 59, 60. So she went to prison at 57. She walked in the prison walls and prison doors with 32 teeth and, and fully able to walk. And on the day she came out, she had 17 teeth and she, she wheeled out in a wheelchair. So those three years as my mom was in prison, uh, it really broke her body down. And I believe that that was like the final breakdown after all those years of being up and down the road, not really having good, healthy uh, eating habits and good, healthy, you know, mindsets and the things that you do to stay elevated. My mom was just always trying to survive. And so when my mom came home from prison and um, I realized that she had lost everything that she had struggled and hustled for while she was in prison, it was only like, let's say $2,000 a month to maintain her lifestyle. And I couldn't do it. And my brothers couldn't do it. It just made me realize how things are very, you know, could be very temporary even the things you risk your life for. And so I feel like if you're going to risk your life, you should risk your life for something that could be long-term beneficial. Because again, my mom, it's her whole life up until the age of 60 and to come out of prison with nothing. Every photo, every outfit, the sheets, the pillows, the pictures, the memories, the keepsakes, she lost everything in storage because she was in prison and none of us couldn't afford to take care of her. And so it just made me realize, number one, how, you know, you only have you to depend on. Um, mm. It's not that I didn't want to, you know, help my mom. It's not that my brother didn't want to help my mom, my siblings, but we just couldn't. We couldn't afford to take care of ourselves barely. And so that became my defining moment. My very first defining moment was realizing how you could work so hard for something and just in the blink of an eye for a couple of dollars, it could be all gone. And so it just made me really have a long-term mindset. I don't really have a temporary mindset. A lot of people do things just for temporary gain and pleasure, but I'm always thinking like, what is this cause going to end? You know, I believe in the law of causation, law of cause and effect. So I'm always thinking now, if I do this, what's going to be the end result? I wasn't always like that. I used to be very impulsive, very, I want it now. It works now. Let's do it now. But now at at the age of 43, I'm more now thinking, okay, is this going to matter in five years from now? What can this do for me five years from now versus what's going to happen in five months from now? Oh, my gosh. Such incredible thinking. And can you share a specific moment when you realized that you had truly changed the direction of your life and what experiences or realizations led you to this pivotal realization? Um, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is you ex- that question would be when I pay my house off cash. Um, <laughs> so it would nice. be when I pay my house off cash. You know, when I first went to go buy my house, um, 
my credit was bad. I didn't have my taxes in order. And so I was always that person that was afraid to be homeless because as a young kid, I was always homeless a lot. I was staying at somebody's house. We were moving. We were filing bankruptcy. So home ownership means a lot to me because I believe that one thing we're always going to need is somewhere to live. Yeah. I have some very successful billionaire friends like Grant Cardone would say, you don't buy a house cash. I just, that's just not where I come from. Where I come from is if you buy the house cash, you could pull some money from the house. You could refinance. You could sell a house. At least you got money and you got a house. When I went to buy my house, I couldn't even handle the paperwork. But I did a hard money loan. And the hard money loan was that I had to pay the home off in 36 months. Or mm -hmm. I was going to lose the house and lose my money. So I bought a house for $750,000, $850,000. I put down like $250,000. And I was given um, like three years to pay off 500000 And when I put myself in that position, it made me have to go get the money. And I did it. So that was when I my real defining moment of realizing the power that I had and how much I could create and have anything I want. Wow. I really feel that. And I know so many people listening resonate with that. And throughout your journey of professional and also personal growth because you've just done so much and as I said even when I'm at the gym I'm listening to your your Spotify playlist of your affirmations and like it's uh -huh. literally like you're you're in my mind but um what are some practices that have really changed your life like I know I'm on meditation every single morning with you I know because of the time difference I usually don't get you guys live but and how have you noticed that, that have, that's actually shifted your life? Because I believe in manifestation too. This is a manifestation. So um, can you share with us some practices that have really changed your life and transformed it? Sure, sure. Um, first of all, I, I believe that man is maker of himself. Man is made and unmade by his daily choices, his decisions, and his actions. So I don't believe that outside circumstances ruins people. I believe how we handle outside circumstances is what ruins us. And so with that knowingness, um, I, I like to have what I call my million dollar mornings. And it's, I, you know, on a normal day, I love to spend time by myself. Like in the mornings, like I really don't want nobody to really bother me until like 11. So when I wake up in the morning, first thing I love to do, I love to listen to audio books. Um, mm -hmm. I like to learn something new every day. So I wake up in the morning and I go to YouTube, YouTube University, and I listen to somebody. It could be, Miles Monroe, it could be uh, T.D. Jakes, it could be R.C. Blakes, it could be Napoleon Hill, you know, Zig Ziglar, whatever I feel like listening to. So, you know, Abraham, Abraham Hicks, myself, you know, whatever I feel like I wake up in the morning, I check in with myself. A lot of people don't check in with themselves. They just roll out of bed and go with the punches. But I I do my personal development regardless. And then I'm, I check in with myself. Like, I really want to know how am I doing? How am I feeling today? Is there something going on? And I'm not afraid to observe myself and embrace how I feel. You have people that say, oh, yeah, today is a great and every day is a great day. And it's a wonderful day every day. No, there are days I wake up and I'm like, OK, I, I don't like how this feels. or I don't like how this feels or I want this and I don't deny how I feel. I say, okay, Stormy, this is how you feel. Well, what can you do about it, you know? And then I make up in my mind, is there something I could do about how I feel today? And if I can, this is what I'm going to do. So I am very aware of myself and I pay attention to how I feel and how people make me feel. And I think that that's something that most people don't do. And then I'm a big, you know, prayers when you talk to God and meditations when God talks to you. 
I meditate with the group, but I also love to meditate by myself. Like being here, even Columbia on my healing journey, 90% of the time I spend it in front of the mirror because I'm 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 having myself, you know, really observe myself. I'm doing mirror work, I'm meditating, I'm tapping into myself. So I really pay attention to myself. I pay attention to when I feel good, when I don't feel good. I believe that feeling good is a strategy. So if I don't feel good, I'm going to do what makes me feel good. Because if I don't feel good, we're not going to do good. And so I'm very aware and um, I'm very health conscious as well. Like I pay attention yeah. to what I eat. I I take vitamins. I, I detox. I cleanse. I, I'm big on skincare. My mom didn't age very well. And so um, I refuse to not love myself like my mom. My mom hated her teeth and her skin and her body and her walk and so I just believe in healing ourselves and healing myself from from the inside out and being aware of when I'm doing better than my best and when I'm not. And I do that every day. And I'm not afraid to be aware of how I feel and to change how I feel if it's possible. And normally it's always possible to change how you feel. That is so beautiful. And I think I can vouch for all of us when I say you do not look 43, like your skin is glowing. And I personally think that this is so important because I come from a bikini bodybuilding background. So I take health very, very seriously, but meeting someone who's at your level of success of health and just everything on every level, how you've mastered it is just amazing. But I want people to know that it is a constant form of work. And guys, we're going to talk more about Coach Stormy's community. But if you haven't joined, you need to, like, it's changed my life. But what I wanted to know, because you are so beautiful, like you are a queen on every level, but how do you deal with difficult people or people who have in the past got jealous of you, got jealous of your success or what you've achieved? Because like you, you do experience it at a certain level, but in general, like, I mean, you're amazing. How do you deal with that? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I have two things I believe. Number one, to their own self be true. Mm. And number two, when people show you who they are, I believe them. And number three, you know, I live a, uh, my life on a set of new rules. If you have not gotten my book, New Rules, I live my life on a set of new rules. And one of my new rules is, you know, if our visions are not aligned, now is not the time. I don't have a problem with telling somebody goodbye because here's how I feel. It's not in a negative way. Like if I tell somebody goodbye, it could be for your own good and my own good. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not happy with me and if we're not progressing together, that means that there should be another path that you should be on. And there's another path path that I should be on. We're supposed to come together and be fruitful and multiply. We're supposed to make this world a better place. We're supposed to be building something together. So if our coming together is destroying each other, then I feel as if the best thing for me to do and for you to do is to go our separate ways. So I like to peacefully walk away. I think that people think that ending relationships is always bad. No. How about when you end a relationship that you've been dating a guy for 10 years and then you leave him and then you find your husband or your husband finds you? What about you get fired from a job and then you get fired from a job and then you stumble upon the greatest opportunity of, of all times? So I truly believe in being aware of where you are and respecting. If me and somebody are not aligning, then it's probably time for us to disconnect. And I believe in multiplication. Yes. And I also believe there's nothing wrong with subtraction when necessary. Oh, that is so good. And my next question was actually around that because in personal relationships, do you think it's a gut feeling or how do you know when it's time to call it quits either on a relationship, whether it be personal or business, and when you just can't invest anymore? Like, how do you just know? I think, I, number one, I think that love is power. And I think that sometimes we have to have compassion and really, really, really put the show on the other foot and look at all of the variables as to why a relationship could be going south. 
Could it possibly be that your friend or your lover or your business partner is going through something and then they could possibly need you? Mm-hmm. So I think that you got to pay attention to the patterns. How many times does this particular uh, situation occur in a relationship? If you keep, so I believe that disregard is disrespect, right? If somebody affects you or offends you or, or makes you feel uncomfortable, I think very mature people communicate. So if I do something to hurt you and you love me, right? I should, you should be able to say to me, Hey, Stormy, you know, I don't like how that, that that made me feel. I want you to tell me, what did you really mean by that? Or I should be able to say, hey, Justine, hey, what you said, you know, I didn't really understand it. And because of it, it made me feel uncomfortable. Can you explain that to me a little further? Or you you did this and I didn't understand it. And you'll be surprised. What if the person says, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, my dog died yesterday. I just had a very bad day. My dog of 20 years and you didn't know. Yeah. Or what if they say, you know, my me and my boyfriend got into a really bad argument. And so I have been acting a little distant lately. So I just think that we have to be a little patient with people these days and not be afraid to ask questions to find out why is somebody behavior changing? And if somebody behavior is changing and I, I tell you that I don't like certain things, but you still continue to do it, then it's time for us to possibly end the relationship. But I think that for me personally, I, I used to end relationships really abruptly. And then I also figured out that. I used to make things up in my mind. Like when the mind doesn't have a conclusion, the mind is going to validate whatever you believe. Always. So So when you love something or somebody and it was a benefit to you, I believe it's three people you never forget. You never forget those that helped you in your time of need. You never forget those that hurt you in your time of need. And you never forget those that left you in your time of need. So if a person helped you in your time of need, be patient. And find out what's going on before you walk away. That's one of the things that I would do moving forward. I would never just walk away from somebody without really finding out why they're behaving the way they're behaving. But if the behavior persists after I pretty much let them know how I feel, then I will clearly see that our vision is aligned, which means it's time for us to separate. Oh, that is so powerful. Thank you for that. And Coach Stormy, what is one unconventional piece of wisdom about money that has profoundly influenced your financial journey and how has this perspective impacted your decision-making and overall financial success? <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, you know, interestingly enough, you know, I do my accounting a little different than other people. Um, <laughs> I will tell you, I look at my bank account. So let's just say, let's say I got <laughs> 3 million in the bank account and over the next six months, my bank account goes from 3 million to 2 million. I'm going to have a problem with that. But if my bank account is at $3 million and it stays at $3 million, I'm going to say, okay, not bad. And I'm not going to panic. But if it goes from $3 million to $4 million to $5 million, then I celebrate myself. So I, look at my, I, look, I literally look at the number in my bank account. And if I see it going down too much, that means I need to make some changes. It's just common sense. I don't need an accountant. I don't need nobody to tell me that. If I see my bank account at $3 million and then it goes down to $1 million, over over 12 months, I did a lot of poor decision-making. And I really should not let it get to one million. I should catch it. So I just believe that people should look at the numbers in their bank account. If you got $1,000 in your bank account and it goes down to 500, why did it go down to 500? What did you do the other 500? You should watch your bank account go from 1,000 to 5,000, not from 1,000 to 200. So I think that when you pay attention to the numbers in your bank account and you are aware, that should trigger you to move differently and to figure things out. And Thank to get a coach, a mentor, or something. Just look at your bank account. Yes. I'll take a rock and If you got 5000 in there and it goes down to 2000 and what did you do? What did you do with $3,000? So that's my non-traditional, non-conventional. Oh, my God. Account- I love it. <laughs> accounting love- advice. 
That is so good. That is so good, especially um, coming from that journey myself of not, not you know, the numbers background, something I had to learn as an entrepreneur, but thank you so much for that. And what are your most important values and rules in business? Can you share some do's and don'ts? Yeah. So, I mean, number one, I think that, you know, um, you should look at a person's background before you do business with them. If I could look, mm-hmm. if I could um, go back in time, one thing I would have done is I would have gotten the person's, you know, background, a resume, some references. Uh, definitely get some references before you do business with a person. Not just one, actually, you need to get about three. And you need to not co-first or try to curate the conversation to go the way you want it to go. Ask somebody about a person and let them tell you what their experience has been. Don't don't say anything. Hey, do you know, you know, Justine from, you know, and let the person tell you. Don't try to, you know, convince them to tell you that Justine is what you want Justine to be. So always get references. Um, I believe in integrity. I'm real big on integrity. Um, Say what you mean and mean what you say. And I also believe in partnerships. I believe that collaboration is a new currency. I believe that in this season, if if you have something that I don't have, then we 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 have some synergy. But if me and you both possess the same qualities, then we're we're gonna end up bumping heads. Mm-hmm. So you should partner with people that have what you don't have. You you should not have the same strengths. And I find that my longest standing business partners, we don't clash because they're not trying to do what I do. A lot of people get in my world and they think, oh, that's easy what she does. I could do that. Let me try to write oh, some books. Let me try to be an yeah. inspirational speaker. Let me try to build a community. Let me try to be a motivational speaker. Let me try to. And they realize that it's not as easy as it seems. And so um, I learned now to observe people. And if you want to do exactly what I'm doing, chances are we wouldn't last. So I look for people that have what I don't have so that we could create a long lasting relationship. Because, again, my goal is not to attach my name to anything that's temporary. Because that's that's not a good thing if you just are, are attached to things that's very short lived. And my name, I, my goal is to leave a legacy in the form of my name that my kids could get in rooms and you could say, "Hey, Stormy Wellington, a girl hold my hand," and you'll get in the room just because of those names. So that's how I feel, and that's what I really want. And that's what you're doing. I mean, people have heard of you globally, and I'm I'm just so excited for you myself. But again, it's not easy what you do. It's actually not. And the energy that you give to the world, you don't have to do it. You've made it. You've been there. You've done that. So we all appreciate it. But on that note, you've built this unique community, and it is so unique and so rare, especially in the world that we're living in. Go hold my hand. So it's a, basically it's an attraction business and it's you like people are getting your energy which they privilege to have but how do you build an attraction business for entrepreneurs listening to this so here's my my thing um i believe that um authenticity carries the highest frequency and the unfortunate thing that i that i watch with a lot of people is that a lot of people have imposter syndrome Yes. You get around me and, and I have a podcast and now you want a podcast. So you get around me and, you know, I'm in the hair business and now you want to start a hair business. So you get around me and I'm an author. Now you want to be an author. And so mm-hmm. I believe that, first of all, the attraction business is really about authenticity. You know, everybody has their their niche. Find your niche, find your find your niche, find your lane and become very good at it. Become so good at it that people recognize you. When they hear your name, they think about you as that thing or whatever that is that you do. I think people don't understand that. And so consistency can create attraction. People people like to know that they could count on you. So when, when you think about even my community, you know, I really started my community because women never helped me. 
I started girl holding my hand because girls didn't hold my hand. I mean, it's yeah. just really simple. Men yeah. held my hand, but women were always intimidated. They would pretend like they was trying to help me, but then they really wasn't. Or you could feel the jealousy or the intimidation or the insecurity. And so it's like, I never really got nowhere. I would get enough from women from afar, but nobody really took me under their wings authentically. And I felt that. I felt like they would just give me just enough. And then I also feel like women kind of quite instinctively, for some reason, automatically are intimidated by other powerful women. And so I just want to create a world of people where you know that having having a powerful girlfriend makes you more powerful, not makes you weak. To me, when you see a woman with with three, four, five strong women, that's amazing. That's like, we admire that. But when you see a bunch of flunky women together, you're like, birds of a feather flock together. You know, when you see four or five or six or seven or eight or nine or 10 women together, and they're all just strong and they're all beautiful and they're all embracing their authenticity and they're all supporting each other and, and, and celebrating each other. I just think that's just the most amazing thing. And so... I just created what I wish I saw in the world from meditation to events, to sisterhood, to just growing together. And it's about knowing yourself, loving yourself and embracing yourself. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't know themselves and really you never know yourself, but you should know your foundation because we change every day, but you should know the basis of what you do and do not like. And once you get that foundation down packed, you are able to flourish beyond imagination because you have a confidence within yourself that nobody can can play with. And that's when you find a lot of just elevation because women supporting women is the most amazing thing. And people people will come from all around the world to see a bunch of women that are friends. That's Think true. about it. I'm coming. I'm there. Girlfriends, <laughs> sex in the city. We, you know, we got girlfriends and sex in the city. <laughs> we watch girlfriends just because we wish we had girlfriends. We watch sex in the city because we all wish we had friends like that. Yeah. But does it happen? No, because somebody mad at this person. And so that's what Girl Hold My Hand is about. Us breaking that barrier and creating a new narrative about women in the world. It's so beautiful. And if any women are watching this, they need to join mm-hmm. And I mean, how important in today's times do you think it is to be authentic when building your brand or company? I think it's everything because I think people could sense the fakeness from a mile away. And I think that the real sad part is when you have to continue to pretend to be somebody you're not. That's the worst. Like with me, I I, I want you to know who I am real fast. That's why I got a tattoo on my leg. I want you to know that she she good girl, bad girl. She's everything. You know, I want you to see me from a mile away. So if you don't like me, hurry up and figure that out fast. Don't wait too long. I don't want you to start liking me. And then two months down the line, you'd be like, oh, I didn't know she she cursed. Oh, I don't like her no more. No, I want you to know all I do right now so you can make up your quick. Don't waste your time liking me. Just hurry up and don't like me fast. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's, so good. it's just so good. You are so unique. And let's talk about health for a second, because for all the women listening, for me in particular, everyone who knows me, I believe health is wealth. Like I said, I said it before, I'm going to say it again. You look amazing. You do not look 43. You're like the perfect storm. And I know you've created the line perfect storm collection. You've got your supplements with TLC. But for those women, I'm going to say late 30s, early 40s, because that's the weird, funny transition, right? Like, I think we all look great in our 20s to a certain extent, but for those women late um, late thirties, early forties, starting to worry about age and the outcomes of their life and whatever they may be doing, what advice can you give them if they want to change their minds and create a new life that they choose? I think that number one, uh, to their own self, be true. 
We all want to look young and pretty and we all want to stay energized and energetic. I think the saddest thing is when a woman looks in the mirror and she's, she, she sees that she's aging. If that's never happened to you, it's going to happen to you. Yeah. You're going to look in the mirror one day and you're going to say, oh, shoot, I'm not young anymore. Whether it's your neck, your lips, your eyes, your hands, your forehead, your cheeks are going to droop, your butt, your breasts. That moment is going to come. But I think that the, the longer we could prolong that or freeze that once we see the first indication of it, I think the better. I think the better. So, I mean, honestly, I love products. I am a product junkie. Um, I love products. I love things that could help me to feel better and look better. I like to look good. Like, I I think when people can look at you, they can listen to you. So, I like to look. Nice. I like to feel nice. So, I I in particular, I take supplements. I take vitamins. I take iron. I take uh, energy supplements. I drink a special type of of, of energizer, bunny coffee. Uh, detox coffee. I drink my cleanse every night. I cleanse every night. Uh, my skincare, I put a lot of uh, time. My skincare is not a white label. My skincare is proprietary. We 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 put all the things that you may buy in separate bottles, like you may buy collagen in one bottle, vitamin C in one bottle, you know, aloe vera in one bottle, uh, stem cells in one bottle. We put it all together in a kit that everything is in the different products that we have, which is six different SKUs for the whole kit. So I just believe in looking good, feeling good. As I said, my mom did not age well. My mom was not very happy with how she aged and it made her depressed. And I don't want that for me. I don't. So I, I work out. Um, I love to to walk. I love it. Um, me now going through this healing process has slowed me down a bit, but I'm grateful that my mind is is powerful. So I'm still in my formula, even though I can't do the things that I normally could do. But I believe that when you move your body and when you take care of yourself, you know, you get to live longer. And what's what's the point of living a, a quantitative life without living a qualitative life? I want to live a quality life. Absolutely. Not a sad, depressed, wish I was dead life. I want to live a qualitative life. Yes, yeah. that's most of us. And guys, you got to go check out also Coach Stormy's YouTube video on her healing journey at the moment. But um, I think that everyone is different in this life, right? We all have a unique fingerprint. We all have something special about us. But if you had to pinpoint the one ingredient of what makes Coach Stormy special, I already know it, but I want to hear it from you. And the ingredient of your success, what is it? You know what? Nobody never asked me that question. And I will have to say my transparency, but it's really my my authenticity. I'm really like, excuse my French, but I'm like unfuck with it. Like, I don't care what people think about me. I don't care about that. I'm true to myself. And uh, what you see is what you get. And I'm going to show up as my authentic self to the day that I die, whether you like it or not. And I don't care what you think about me. And that's something that most people can't say. I really don't care about people's opinions about me. And that to me is where I find my strength because it doesn't matter to me what you think, whether you think good or bad, it doesn't matter to me. That is so powerful. So powerful. And coach Tommy, looking back at your journey, can you share a moment or experience that deeply touched your heart and reaffirmed your purpose and mission in life? And how did that moment impact you and shape the trajectory of your work? Oh, yeah. Well, my mom died. My mom died August 26, 2011. And I was holding her hand. I thought she was having an anxiety attack and she was dying. So I watched my mom take her last breath. So there's a lot of people that don't have a mom, but to experience your mom's death, 
watch her die, watch her take her last breath. It's a different kind of strength that you have to uh, develop. You know, I would I went into a three year depression. Um, I lost myself. I didn't know who I was. I just turned into a whole a whole new different person. And um, that experience really helped to mold me because it made me realize that you can't lose yourself. Um, and and you know, honestly, you you don't know when you're gonna die. We all are dying, and one day you're gonna die too. And so now I'm grateful that I was there to experience that with my mom. But really and truly, it changed me um, for the better. And so I have a strength and a love that really wouldn't have been a part of my life if it wasn't for that experience. Well, and I really want to honor your mom because I wouldn't have you and no one would have you without her. So I want to honor her. But um, throughout your experiences and, and you know, your, your wisdom, what advice would you give to someone who may feel trapped or limited in their current circumstances and just yearns to break free and create a life with empowerment, growth and joy? So first of all, everything happens um, for you, everything. And we just have to learn how to create that fight or flight mentality. No one to fight, no one to flight. And there's some things you should walk away from, you should run away from. And so I believe that you just got to keep going and keep growing. And what does it kill you? It should make you stronger. You have to find coaches and mentors. I truly believe in coaches and mentors. I would not be the woman I am today if I did not have a coach and a mentor or coaches and mentors, or I didn't know how to go get help. Uh, I think that it's unfortunate because there are a lot of people that that um, they don't know how to go get help. Mm-hmm. I think fight or flight, you should have both. Sometimes you need flight you need to run from your old thoughts your own decisions you need to stop telling yourself things because you have been telling yourself wrong so I think that you got to get into fight mode when you start looking at your life and you start realizing that man I created my own life you know man is maker of himself man is made and unmade by his daily choices and decisions so I think when you get sick and tired of living the life that you created that's when you go find you a coach and a mentor community that can help to build you and then you'll look up and your life can be totally brand new in 90 days I've seen I've I've seen people like become totally unrecognizable in 90 days. It doesn't take a long time to change your life, but it could take a long time to live a horrible life. Wow, that is such great advice. And I love how you say, um, you know, never be afraid to walk alone. But in the society we're living in, um, you know, women, whatever, in their 30s, like they're all freaking out because they're not married or, you know, they may not have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, how important do you think it is to fulfill, you know, the white picket fence, got to have kids fit into that blueprint of society? Like, and how, like, you know, how important is it to go alone sometimes? No, I, think, I think sometimes, I mean, you never be afraid to go alone, but I do think that God created us to be fruitful and multiply and have a family and all that. So I think that there's a time and a place for everything. And mm-hmm. I think that this whole, the whole time that you're going through your journey, you should be growing to become the person that can be, you know, fulfilled in every area of your life. I believe in, you know, living a harmonious life, not just having all the health and then no money or all the God and and no good health or all the relationship. You, you, you're married, but y'all broke. No, I believe that you should thrive in five domains of life, mind, body, spirit, finances, relationships. I think that all five of those areas of your life should be in harmony and you should desire that. I think that uh, society has made us scared to want to be in relationships or society has made us scared to want to be healthy or fine or society made us scared to want to be in love. What's wrong with having all of that? Everything. So I just believe that we can have everything and we should thrive and strive to live a very harmonious life. That should be our goal to not have balance, but harmony, that everything 
is just flowing beautifully. Oh, and I feel that so much. Yes. And yes. let's talk about branding because you've built an incredible presence. There's an essence about you, as I said, an energy. And for entrepreneurs or anyone watching or listening to this who are maybe shy or scared of going live on camera or building their brand or empire through video, through social media presence, which you are really gifted in because you show up so authentic, what advice can you give to them? I mean, so to be honest with you, you know, I think that if you don't like what you look look like in the mirror, that's going to be a problem for you to go on social media and to, to do anything with a camera. So yeah. I honestly think that we don't talk about this a lot, but I think if you don't like something about yourself, if it's within your means, go fix it. I mean, like if you're fat, go work out. If you're skinny, go work out. If you don't like your skin, go go do something about it. You know what I mean? So I think that first thing is that we do have to work on our self-worth because if you can't feel good for yourself, yeah. you're not going to come across it on camera. So I think that we should do whatever we have to do to feel beautiful. To to And I'm not talking about surgeries and all that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that mm -hmm. if you don't like something about yourself, more than likely you'll be surprised how walking, how change your eating habits, how a lotion, a cream can change it. Yes. And your teeth clean could change it. You know, um, one of the reasons why I became a strong entrepreneur is because I wanted to buy my mother a smile and I didn't have enough money at my job to be able to do that. So I had to get a, a business to be able to hustle the money to do that. And why did I do that? Because my mom wouldn't smile. So imagine a person not liking their smile, not liking their teeth, not liking that they got a bunch of pimples. They're not going to want to go on social media and go live. So I think you should work on yourself. I think you should always be working on two things. You should always be working on yourself. And you should always be working on a project. Those are the two things that you should always be working on. So once you do that and you find something that's valuable to be able to add value to the world, you, hell yeah, you should go live every minute of the day talking about it, teaching about it. Because if you have a solution to somebody's problem, who are you not to get it to them? So I think that you should talk about it a lot, whatever your, your business or service or a product is that can help somebody else be better. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, so good. And how important is it to go against the grain and to not accept average as an outcome in anything we do? Because I think some people are actually just lazy, but how important is it not to be average in today's times? I think it's fun to stand out. I think it's boring to be average. I think you should want to stand out. You got to be interesting for somebody to be interested in you. So I love standing out and you should thrive to be unique and to be different because nobody has the same thumbprints and fingerprints. That means we're all uniquely made. And so you should thrive to stand out. That is such beautiful advice. Thanks, Coach Domi. And for my last question to you, this has been such an incredible interview, but what is a million dollar brand to you? I'm going to call it in your case, a multi-million dollar, billion dollar brand. What does that mean to you? An authentic, dependable person. I don't necessarily call it a brand. It's the way you make people feel. What do you, what do you pull out of somebody? When somebody comes around, when, when you put on a Louis Vuitton outfit or a Louis Vuitton belt, how does that make you feel? When you put on a Gucci, a Chanel, a, a Yves Saint Laurent, you know, uh, what, you know, when you put on Hermes, how does it make you feel? So I think when you carry yourself according to how you make people feel, life gets better. So you should be very, you know, uh, aware of how your brand is making somebody feel, and what do you make? What does your brand make somebody do? When they hear your name, what do you make somebody go do? And I think if you understand that, you will move differently. You'll respect your name and how you show up a little bit better, so that people could be influenced by your moves and who you are. 
Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful that we got to have you on the show. As I said, you have been an incredible coach and mentor to me from afar when I go to sleep to when I wake up in the morning. But I know you've got all these incredible products that you offer. We've got the amazing amazing awakening coming up, which is just beyond. I, I attended it virtually and I'm just going to say, if people don't invest in, in themselves, they actually just, I'm just going to say it how it is, stupid. They need to be there. They need to buy tickets. Right. Doesn't matter where you are in the world, you've got to book a ticket for the awakening. So um, if you can tell us a little bit more about that and then just, um, I know you've got your book. I, I'm a huge avid believer in everything that you stand for, everything that you do. I'm going to put all the links below to your courses, to the Girl Hold My Hand group that people need to join. But tell us more about the awakening. And, and I hear that you're going to do another Wi-Fi money challenge, which was incredible that I was a part of too. So please tell us some more. Yeah, so this is our 10th awakening not 10th year but 10th awakening and um we've been doing this i mean from atlanta to detroit to miami um we've been doing this event for 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 not 10 years but about eight years um one year we had to do two because at least 19 women come to the awakening every year suicidal so people really don't realize how much they need to just carve out some time to get to know themselves so that they could operate with a harmonious strength throughout the year. And so the awakening is a time that you come and get fueled up for the year. You you literally, everything you need is condensed in a weekend. So versus you getting a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there, and it's never coming together. No, you get everything in one weekend. We have pillow talk where you get to understand relationships. 99.9% um, .9 of the women that come to my event suicidal, they come suicidal because they're suicidal about a man, something with their relationship. So that's the issue. So we saw that. There's women that come not knowing their likes and their dislikes and their strengths and their weaknesses, but they get to go through a manual. So they leave with a blueprint to themselves and then they come in the awakening and they leave in a rebirth. So it's an, it's an entire experience that helps to fortify you, strengthen you and give you the capacity to get to know yourself, love yourself and embrace yourself in order to authentically connect, collaborate and celebrate with other people. So I'm excited. We have another awakening this year, September 29th through October 1st in Miami. So and it's going to be incredible. Um, yes, I've written several books, The Nine Laws of Success, The Quiet Storm, The New Rules, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Recruitment. Um, you can find everything that I sell is on my Instagram at Coach Stormy. And I just um, went through a very serious um, surgery uh, to to remove um, my polymers. A lot of women know about that. And so I'm grateful to be over here healing my body. And so I have an entire uh, blueprint on YouTube for women who have done this and is going to need the support. And so subscribe to my YouTube, go to stormyyoutube.com. Follow me on Instagram at Coach Stormy. And definitely the awakening is at stormyawakening.com or stormywellington.com is everything that I have to offer. Oh my gosh, so exciting. And literally, I'm I'm watching you from afar, but I'm just excited for you to take over the world on a global basis and it's happening and I'm speaking it into existence for you. But it's been such an honor and a privilege having you on the Million Dollar Branders podcast. And I cannot wait to see what you do next. Thank you so much, Coach. Thank you so much. And thank you for, for just having me and for the flowers. And Vanessa says thank you too. <laughs> bye. Thank, thank you, you so much. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.